Alright, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is where we do the opening bit, where we're like, Hello, and welcome to the Beeble Booble podcast. Um, <laughs> I haven't done this. Beeble Booble. Um, this is Borat speaking. Oh. I, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And Hello, that's, everybody. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you do you want to try to do the opening? I don't know. Sure. I mean, okay. Well, when was doing this podcast about all of these different things. My name is Josie. Um, hope you guys enjoy um, all of these creative chats. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> Going great. Let's go. We know what we're doing. Yeah, we totally do. <laughs> um. All right. So, what we're doing today is uh, we're failing life. We're failing this podcast. Um. So. <laughs> Do, do you, do you want to first get into what this podcast is? Like, why are we here? What is this? Hmm. Yeah, well, we a few months ago, um, didn't you um, yep. message me and ask me if I wanted to do a podcast with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, now's not a good time, but I'll definitely want to do it. Um, and now we're actually doing it. So I think what we're really aiming to talk about is like our creative endeavors because we're both very creative people and we have a lot of like game experience and I'm that's not a field that I'm in (laughs) (laughs) you can be if you're interested (laughs) uh, maybe (laughs) um and I'm into a lot of music and I read songs and um you don't you play some instruments and yes stuff? i play the drums i like to oh, yeah. tell myself i could do back vocals but i've totally given up on that one yeah um, oh yeah yeah, yeah I, like how we met um because we have mutual friends um yeah. shout out to nairi <laughs> and um all of all of our crazy group um, <laughs> that I'm no longer a part of, but you know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you mind if I tell my side of the story? And yeah, for sure. You can. Okay. Well, so basically, in I think it was 2018 or no, yeah. 2019. Um, I I met um Nari yeah. at this like girls rock band camp and we started this band with a few other girls and we were together for a year and while we were doing rehearsals Nari brought Bora in to teach one of the band members how to drum and that just happened to be the day that I was not there so (laughs) we heard she was totally not trying to run away from me (laughs) um yeah and then how did how did I think I met you at like Nari's party I think you got added onto the group chat. No, rather, what happened was yeah. I went to Turkey and they opened up a different group chat with you in it. And then when I came okay. back, they opened another group chat with everyone in it. 
And then that's where we kind of met, but you were rarely really on it. Um, Yes. And then we properly met and talked at Nairi's birthday. Yeah. So that's basically our history. Yeah. um, Um, Barely anything, but, you know, you never know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think we have some hot topics to talk about as well. Yeah, so what we thought we could do for the first, you know, really real episode was that we could kind of each uh, ask each other questions, um, you know, so that to an extent we could get to know each other a bit more and you guys could also yeah. get to know us as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, would you like to ask the first question, Josie? Oh, I, that was very I, I don't know why it came out like that that was just very formal would you like to ask the first question oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh good okay I think we're gonna go your um, down the gaming route one of my questions I was really curious about is how you got into gaming and what's been the journey like what's the journey been like for you it, it has been a journey um how I got into gaming was I think as early as I could remember. I think from the moment I could walk, I would go up to my dad's room and I would watch him play video games. Um, mm-hmm. And I found a lot of joy in that. Just, like, not even playing, but just watching him, you know, drive these cars and race other cars. Or uh, When I was five, watching him shoot people, which I probably shouldn't have been watching, but here we are. <laughs> and um, even getting around to playing it and trying it. And, like... I remember I remember this so clearly as well. I would play Need for Speed, which is a car racing game, when I was really little. And I wouldn't race cars at all. I would just kind of drive around. And I remember this one map. It was like a city map. And there was this little building that was rendered in 23 version of, you know, kind of 20, 2003 version of um, quality. It was terrible. Um, but it looked like a market. So I would drive next to the market, I would stop the car, and I would pretend to be buying gro- groceries for my family in this racing car. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so gaming to me, like from childhood, had a lot of positive attachments. You know, I got to share it with my uh, dad, and I got to play around and mess around and be in this world that I normally wouldn't be able to be in. Um, from that mo- moment on, when my mom and dad divorced, um, I was kind of stuck with a mini computer, and you can really get any AAA games on it. So I would just stick to um, o- mobile games or online uh, games that were not that of high quality, but it was still video games. Um, yeah, I played that for a while. I played it with my brother a lot. So yeah, gaming has kind of been a very much so a sharing experience. Um, And I think the pivotal moment that I got into gaming was when I realized that it contained a lot of what I loved as hobbies, like especially story games. You know, it had acting in it, voice acting. Um, It had music, it had art, it had design, it had computing. And I was just hooked. And then um, I started going to tournaments and here we are, I'm a game shooter. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, I never really, um, like, knew about, like, 
the learning side of like gaming and how it can be like transformative um because like of course they don't know much about it but it sounds like it's really cool and love to learn more about it i mean look you can just come down and i can just show you a bunch of games as i've done you know that's yeah. the entire existence of yeah. the current youtube channel that i'm on odj productions it's just me and my friend just playing games um but yeah, all right. So I have a bunch of questions down here. I don't know whether I'm going to go with the order, but since you asked me about how I got into gaming, I have a very similar question mm. because I'm very original. Um, how did you get into music? Mm. Mm. Well, um, okay, I think I'll probably start from birth because music has been a very strong influence in my life since I was born. Um, my dad was actually is actually like a really amazing drummer um, mm. and so I was like as a little kid he always put me on the like drum kit and like like I kind of messed around on it and stuff and that's like my earliest musical influence and then um, all through like, um, primary school um, I didn't have like the closest friendships so I would usually have like kind of little mini like my mum would introduce me like all these new and like interesting like albums and while I was having like a mini breakdown about my friendships <laughs> she would just play the albums to me <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christmas um, jingles while you're crying literally that was literally what it was like <laughs> um, <laughs> and like one of the biggest like most influential artists for me is taylor swift which like might seem like basic but like, i listen to some it. taylor swift so yeah don't worry I five. <laughs> um, so so basically music would be very healing for me and make me feel like at home when i just felt like an oddball at school and then somehow i in when I was 12, I was like, you know what, I want to do singing lessons. And so my mom found this really amazing teacher called Kat who would teach me piano and vocals once a week. And like, she eventually inspired me to start writing my own songs. So I brought my songs to her and then she was going on tour with her band. So I had to stop lessons for a while. And I continued it through like the beginning of high school. And like my, like I made um, a lot of musical friends that were like a bit more advanced that were joining like musicals and stuff like that and I was always too scared to even perform but I eventually broke out of that obviously um and so like when I um realized that like you know what music is something I genuinely want to do that was like in year seven I was like actually i really like this <laughs> um and then so I moved, like i moved schools like a bunch of times to get like better music programs so um the first time i moved schools it didn't end up actually being that like great so i moved schools again for year 11 and 12 and now it's like really good because i have like amazing teachers that really want to support me on my journey but apart from that i started my youtube channel in 2018 um on a whim because i was inspired by emma chamberlain completely random <laughs> also, i, I just want to point out i just want to point out the fun fact that josie and i opened our youtube channels on the exact same day the exact same year oh, yeah we did that's so amazing <laughs> <crazy. laughs> 
yeah, I think it was 28th of September, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I was looking yeah. at Josie's YouTube, like, about, and it just says, created on 28th of September, 2018. I'm like, hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's synchronicity. <laughs> um, Meant to be, and- this podcast. Meant to be, absolutely. And so, like, I always thought that I wanted to be, like, a like you know, not really a YouTuber, but, like, someone that posted regularly mm-hmm. on YouTube. And then I just quickly realized that, like, I was forcing it too much. And oh. so, like, I did it for a little bit. I still want to, like, put stuff out on YouTube, but, like, I just, I'm more focused on the writing, the music, and, like, comparing like releases and stuff like that right now but i've also been in like a couple of musicals and of course i was in a band with mutual friend nairi and camilla and a bunch of other girls for a while um but it's just been a whole journey there's been a lot to it basically (laughs) um it's that and that's that in a nutshell (laughs) and it's interesting that you you know um brought up your parents because like it's so significant how much of an influence they have on like your hobbies like when i look back so much of my hobbies come from my dad like you know motorbike acting um music gaming it's just all of my favorite hobbies just pass down while all of my like kind of more philosophical values more social values came down from my mom so it's really interesting that you know like parents yeah. influence is so significant yeah, they passed down so much onto you. Like, yeah, my dad... In, oh, in, get, keep going? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you keep going. Um, I was just, just going to say, even in terms of, like, um, different, like, you know, I had, like, a spiritual awakening and I've learned all about, like, parents passing down, like, their own, like, patterns and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, cellular remembrance, like... Yeah, also that. <laughs> yeah. No, my mom is very interested in spirituality as well. It hasn't passed down to me just as much, but, you know, <laughs> I, have, I have some spiritual yeah. quirks. But, you yeah, know, um, my dad has this memory that, um, it's funny because when, like, um, what was that song called? God, I forgot the song's name, but there, there were, like, these really popular songs, like, all throughout year three and year four. And I would listen to them. I still listen to them and bop to them a lot. But it's, like, even on, like, buses, they would be listening to those songs. And I would just walk in with my metal songs, and I was the only person who listened to, like, metal or, like, rock in, like, year three and year four. And my dad has wow. this memory when we were in... We were, he was just driving me around in a car, and I'm, I'm one years old. He, this can be seen as torture, but please, child services, do not take me away. I am fine. Um, so my dad listened to Rammstein, and quick fact about Rammstein, they're, ba- they're a German band, but basically they're all kind of porn stars. Um, oh my god. So they kind of produce music, yes, and it's interesting music. Some, some of their stuff I still listen to, all lyrics in German. Uh, but yeah, I was introduced to that world quite early quite young and basically so he's listening to this song and i'm just sitting in the back and i go oh and then i just keep doing that and then the song passes and and then i start crying or i just start going oh and my dad is like going what do you want and i'm like ah. so apparently what happened was so the song that song comes back on 
and I started going, ah, with the song. Apparently, I picked up on the back vocals that he never picked up on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, yeah I, I got into rock when I was quite early. And, yeah, my dad is also a singer, so he really influenced my voice acting and also music life a lot as well. Um, so, yeah, like, parents' influence is something pretty interesting, in my opinion. Mm, it scares definitely. me thinking that I'm going to be a parent. <laughs> like, what am <laughs> I going to pass on to my child? Yeah, goddamn. Hopefully like, not Rammstein. Yeah, you can just have a... Like, a normal relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I remember um, I was so interested in Rammstein that one of their songs called Angel, I don't even know how to pronounce it, I've listened to that song for like a decade now. Um, I went on YouTube to listen to it and I came across the um the official music video now the official music video is a little fucked up it's i think now that i know it's kind of like at a bar and there are these you know women walking half naked around so i'm mm. six or seven years old and i i'm watching this music clip and the worst part is there, there there's this little um kid bit in it that like just there's like a vocal bit oh no my internet cut out you guys can hear me, but you can't hear Josie. I can just hijack this entire conversation. Sorry, my internet cut out. So I just kind yeah. of hijacked the conversation. Um, <laughs> so, good. so, yeah, so I'm watching it and there's this vocal bit in the song where it's just a, it's two kids, but it's like a female voice singer, I'm pretty sure, singing. And it's apparently like German lullaby, right? So they're singing it. Ooh. And the music video is just two kids in a cage with black makeup around their eyes, mm. you know, lip syncing. And I'm sitting there going, they're going to take me too. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like six or seven years old going, what the fuck is going on? Wow. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Certain bad influences and memories have come out of knowing Rammstein in such an <laughs> early age. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But also good memories. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Now that now that I'm grown up, definitely good memories. Because mm. you can understand them more when you look back. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gives me an excuse to why my psychology is so fucked up. That's a joke. That's. <laughs> I'm not depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question. We can go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm cutting and I feel so rude. It's all good. It's all good. We're just figuring this out as we go along. <laughs> um, Confidence. But, okay, that comes to my next question. What have been, like, your most, like, the most influential aspects of your, other than what you just explained, um, that have, like had an influence on who you are today Ooh, um man i think a big part is experiences um mm. and experiences with people experiences with trying things out experiences with like you know hobbies and trying to figure myself out and like you know at least for me a huge part of who you are comes from you know what you've experienced in your life because um, experiences are kind of what teach you the lessons that you learn that become a part of your identity. 
so a lot of you know what has influenced me has been all the positive and all the negative influence uh, like experiences I've had and I think I don't know I think something that really comforts me in my own way is that even if something negative happens I can pull a positive lesson out of it um and I can like look back at those memories and just be really positive and forgiving about it um hello mother um but yeah I I think a lot of influences come from that like I said a lot of influence and experiences come from my parents um especially like voice acting um the main reason I got into voice acting to the stage, to the extent that I'm in right now, was... This might sound cheesy, but I, I was very into Batman. And I still am. I still am. My Discord profile picture tells a story. Um, yes. <laughs> and and Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, Christian Bell has this certain voice. I can do it now. I can, you know, pull out the... Swear to me! Don't do it! Or, you know, I can go, tell me where the chigger is. You know, I can do the voice now, like, you know, after years of uh, kind of trying it out. But as a kid, I didn't know the proper way of doing it. And so the way I can't even do it properly now to how I did it. Um, But I would just kind of go, and like, that's even better than what I used to do. And... Mm. What's that? This audio just came out. That was <laughs> very scary. Um, but yeah, no. Um, you know, most parents would go, very rightfully so. They would be like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, good job. You're do- doing great. My dad never said that. Um, oh. Like, and I hate, simultaneously both hated him for it, and I also loved him for it. He would just go, that's not how you do it. Oh. That's not the right way to do it. You know, you're using too much of your throat. You know, you're not using enough of your diaphragm. All these things. And that's a very tipping point. Like, especially for an artist, you know, being told that what you're doing is oh. wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it either fuels you or it shatters you because you go, oh, yeah. shit, I'm shit. I can't do this. So I'll yeah. just not do it at all. Mm. So that was scary. Um, but instead, luckily, it influenced me to go, I'm going to get this fucking voice down. I'm going to nail the Batman voice. And I Mm. noticed how much I enjoyed it, and I just simultaneously expanded to different characters and different voices and, you know, realized that voice acting is so much more than just doing voices, but it also, like, kind of capturing the emotion, which is so much harder than I ever um, expected. But yeah, you know, um, parents, um, being at places, um, and this can be both country-wise, you know, being in a specific country like Canada, even though I was there for a month, it influenced my accent, it influenced certain bits of my characteristics, it influenced um, my identity in a very specific way. I feel like the Bora that went to Canada and the Bora that came back, there's a significant difference between the two people. Um, mm-hmm. And also being kind of in places metaphorically, and no, I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about like, you know, being there in certain yeah. events or when people are living through things. Um, so yeah, I mm-hmm. think experience has influenced me the most out of everything. But I think 
to an extent that goes for everyone as well. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then we just leave it there. I agree. She agrees. I win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've had like a lot of varying different experiences and it's come to a point where I no longer like um, separate any of my experiences as negative or positive anymore because I'm I've learned like to see everything as like actually inherently neutral and what I found interesting is how us humans put like automatically put so much like different meaning on everything when everything just happens how it happens and we we choose what we take away from it and that's one of the most valuable lessons I've learned in the past year especially with COVID happening and like the whole upheaval in the world and stuff Um, and what's really helped me get through it all is like choosing to see the positivity in it basically and choosing my own story about it and how I want to see it which is like made all like a lot of my experiences more magical even yeah yeah no um like as someone who's really interested in psychology as well I um it's it is really fascinating that like like you said every experience is kind of neutral but it's the Mm -hmm. emotional connections and reactions that we give that put the you know uh perspective of good or bad on it um it's it's really fascinating because like you know on its own like you know anything can happen you know um technically Mm. to some people especially my mom right death to most people is sad you know it's someone's life is gone someone has passed on and they're no longer living and being able to do anything and you know like even within my house we have a whole set of different beliefs but you know Mm. i'm I don't believe in afterlife and um, I'm not I'm very close to being an atheist basically um, even though I keep an eye out for mm-hmm. spiritualism and I believe in a bunch of stuff I never quite believe in all the God or afterlife aspects of it at all and so you know mm-hmm. death to me is you know the ending of someone's uh, experience and the ability to do something while to my mom mm-hmm. it's just to an extent the beginning of a new life because you know she believes in reincarnation and she believes in karma and everything Um, and she does you know (laughs) yeah uh i feel like my mom would love you um yeah i i'm very interested in you know all that stuff and i'm i'm very interested in hearing what people have to say i just don't believe in it myself at least not right now anyways you never know what the future holds um but yeah absolutely you know just her reaction to death is much more positive and much more accepting than yeah. to most people. So, you know, I, I think that's pretty fascinating to me that, you know, every event is neutral, but it's our emotions that kind of choose whether that's good or bad to us. Exactly. And the, um, the really interesting thing for me with reincarnation um, is that, like, the one of the uh, possible reasons why people see it as like just an ending is because the physical body is dying and yeah. and the like science behind reincarnation is that everyone's energy which means our souls are energy which means our souls can mm-hmm. never die because energy can't be created or destroyed 
And so it's just like, it makes, I guess it dissolves the fear of death in some mm-hmm. people. I mean, for me personally, I don't think I've ever really been afraid of death, like either way. Yeah, neither. But yeah. And so it's like to think like about how we like the concept of reincarnation, we reincarnate in different bodies. Like there are we, some of us, we come into a life and like it just happens to be a life where we spiritually awaken and come to realize and unlearn all of the things that we've like been programmed to learn and we realize that we're actually not only doing our own healing but we're healing all of the karma mm-hmm. from our past lives which makes it even more like just i mean it could be experienced more heavily because there's so much that can come up from all the experiences that we've had in our past lives that we've obviously forgotten because it resets every time um but there's like so much to it um and i personally believe in like so much more like meaning to everything i mean i guess like um that would be might be a bit different to you and but Mm -hmm. similar to your mom (laughs) sorry i just forgot that i was not talking to my mom for a second um (laughs) you know um i think i think the bit of death to me is the fact that even if afterlife exists even if Mm. you know reincarnation exists this um the partly sad bit and i don't know i've never had the same response as most people have to death like you know i've experienced a fair share of suicides and death around me and i don't know i just Mm. i've never had too much of a negative response to it but i've Mm. obviously not had a particularly positive and reaction to it either i haven't gone you know oh fuck yeah they're dead um um but i think the partly sad bit to me is that even if afterlife exists or even if you know reincarnation exists that person in that physical body and physical consciousness Mm. they lose their ability to create something and they lose their ability to learn something within that physical consciousness and physical body now whether you know reincarnation or afterlife exists i don't know i haven't died yet but if it does i feel like you still kind of lose that aspect of you know learning within that physical consciousness and it's awesome like if you put it into a more relative not relative, but more into a broader aspect, you know, like seeing other people. Yeah, it's a brand new learning experience. You start fresh. But I also, mm. I don't know, I value what human beings can create and do with their lives. And oh, absolutely. something that motivates me is that, you know, like even if I don't have an afterlife, you know, I feel like this is my one chance and I want to do as much as I can. And that doesn't mean some people understand this wrong and just go YOLO and say oh yeah i'm just gonna do everything i can yeah. um yeah. i don't think that's right like i don't think you should be taking like making mistakes for the sake of making mistakes just because you live once but i want to learn and create and influence yeah. influence as much as i can and i don't mean that in like a yeah i want all the instagram likes way but more in like <laughs> a um i think my favorite bit of music and acting or and even gaming and sharing has been the fact that what other people around me like how they respond and what they get out of it you know i think the best feeling that i ever have after like a music show or like a you know theater performance 
is people approaching me and saying how much they enjoyed it and how much they got out of it. Because to me, that's like, I did my job. I did something, you know? I did something bigger than myself and I touched someone else's life while doing something that I liked and helped myself as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, to, uh, yeah. <laughs> this keeps um, happening. This is the usual. Yeah. Have you done like um, podcasts with other people before? Nope. Oh, None at all. Cool. Happy to be the first. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I I completely agree with everything you're saying, and I think that um, it. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that it like because I believe in reincarnation. I don't necessarily think that just because you will have um, like future lives of being someone different, I don't believe it necessarily means that like you in any way have to like feel like you can hold yourself back the, like the way that you, your ego might want to in this life mm-hmm. um, because like for the present is all we have um, and the concept of death will always be in the future until we actually experience it which means it's like we have a lot of these like concepts that we talk about and think about all the time that like I find it interesting because we won't ever like know what it's like until we experience it and we can never have any access to the future so it's like we're very humans like we contemplate a lot and mm-hmm. like like dwell on things a lot which is part of the experience and i find very interesting but that's also i think why we have all of these concepts and beliefs in our society and like a way a certain way of doing things yeah yeah, I saw this meme that says tradition is um, peer pressure from the dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, I was watching um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's um, TED Talk today. Um, mm-hmm. He's an actor for anyone who doesn't know. Um, but he says, you know, like the difference between getting attention and paying attention and how terrible you can feel when you, you know, want attention get attention because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and you're consciously constantly talk uh, thinking about it but when you pay attention that's when you start creating and i was like that's that's an awesome ted talk i like this yeah Um, and that might also go into like um intentionally creating your life i don't know if you are one to think about manifest of attraction (laughs) Your mom might. Um, she probably will. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but like creating, I, I believe that creating like a really cool life is also like has something to do with like your perceptions again and changing your stories of things and like choosing what you want to create and choosing what you want to experience, like taking control, mm-hmm. you know, like and and that also includes not like resisting the present moment, which I think like a lot of us have a habit of doing when like especially because like one of the things that we're taught is to like resist uncomfortable emotions as well mm-hmm. which also lead to perpetuating like different fears like for example around death like because yeah. if we can continually like think about it and fear it then we're just wasting like the present moment and probably honestly getting closer to it by putting our attention so much on yeah. it <laughs> So it's like, 
one of the most amazing parts of life is the fact that we have choice to do absolutely anything and our mind is so powerful um, oh yeah we've done so much and like already in our history of things um with like all of these humans and all of the timelines that we've had um so it's like my point is that like living the, the life of your dreams should be a priority because yeah. fuck everything else, <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> we, we should might have my mom as a guest star in a podcast Beeble Booble Podcast, Feet Bora's Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) To add on to what we were saying, I have a question here. Um, God, I have a few questions about what we were talking about. Um, So one of them is, what are your most important values slash morals as a person? silence question mark <laughs> sorry you can cut out for me. oh sorry you just went silent i'm like damn was it that deep of a question um <laughs> um i asked so um your question was what are your most important values and morals yeah values slash morals as a person ah okay um well <laughs> um that is a very good question um to start um because uh basically this has been this year has been one of the most transformative years of my freaking life especially in terms of cultivating my own beliefs values and morals um and so i'm gonna go down the spiritual rabbit hole here because that Mm -hmm. has become something that's really important to me and I've been kind of scared to talk about it like for a little bit because of like before this year I was never really that like spiritual and into the deeper meaning of life and stuff but like my like most important like values include like seeing basically seeing the oh I'm like choosing to focus on best parts of life no matter what's going on and like I'm really into like the different dimensions that we have like we're living in the 3D and there's also a 4D and a 5D in multiple different dimensions and the 5D is all about like love, compassion, forgiveness, all these high vibrational emotions and I like I think it's really important to like feel our emotions though Mm -hmm. like so i think it's we always get so like uncomfortable when we start feeling um like emotions that don't feel good and something that i've learned is to value like not resisting and just Mm -hmm. being present and just sitting with emotions and like being more accepting about like all aspects of yourself and valuing yourself and who you are and every part of you even the the parts of you that you don't want to identify with because they're shadow parts and they're parts yeah. that like, you don't like it doesn't feel good to love and accept because they can be like dark and painful to look at and so that also 
goes into valuing having really good like relationships with other mm-hmm. people but that, i think that also means um like accepting other people as well because i believe that everyone is like a reflection of you and we're all um interconnected in some type of way not necessarily directly but like it's just all interconnected in some way and so i think that it's i value like having the sort of mindset that allows you to be not judgmental of others too much and not having that separation because it just for me personally it's led me to feel like a lot more alone than I actually am and it also makes things so much more meaningful I think so I think like those are my top ones right now like values um yeah that's basically it yeah (laughs) um a bunch of things that just kind of came to my mind. Um, I think Mm. one of the reasons that kind of people fear being, you know, kind of accepting is that we fear facing ourselves because facing ourselves means, you know, exposing all the dark sides and all the, all the, what we perceive as bad qualities. Mm. And, you know, um, I think there's a lot of, fear of facing oneself and there's also the fact that um we're also scared of what others will think because yeah like that just kind of connects to what you know the TED talk of James Gordon-Levitt James or Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt right my brain just stopped um (laughs) but yeah it kind of goes into his TED talk and what he said (laughs) about like you know craving attention because he said you know he will sit down and he will be reading a script and instead of thinking you know how am I going to approach this character how am am I going to connect with this character he instead thinks what is the audience's response to this character going to be and you know is this you know is this going to connect me with the audience you know he you know that kind of and I don't think tech- technology is the villain. This is something he says as well. Like, you know, if technology didn't exist, we couldn't be doing this podcast right now. You know, we couldn't be sharing yeah, our views absolutely. to you guys right now, you know, and having this conversation. Yeah. So I think technology allows for a and lot of good things. Yeah, mm. but it also allows for, like, this allows a lot of <laughs> positive things as well because you just, you're in a constant fear of judgment. And... As hard as it is to accept, us human beings are so fragile, both in psychology and physical and mental and spiritual, that, you know, we just think that we're not fragile, but, like, the smallest thing can break down someone's psyche so much um, that, you know, that fear of judgment has kind of not... I don't think... So I've heard a few people say that, you know, that fear of judgment has, you know, dialed up a bit more. I don't think it has dialed up. I think it has just been made more accessible. Yeah. Because you can be judged for everything you can do at any given time. Yeah, um, but I think also you can only be judged if you let yourself feel judged. Because yeah. if someone else is judging you, that has actually nothing to do with you it's only a reflection of what's going on with them so like the i think the reason why people might fear being judged is because 
if they get judged and they then start judging themselves, that makes it all the more uncomfortable and yeah. just can have the very real possibility of spiraling and just breaking apart their psyche, like you said. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a we live in a society basically. Um Yeah, we it, live it in a be, society. Here it is. Yep, that that's <laughs> what we sum our discussion down to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we live in a society where nothing is tolerated anymore. Shadows are not accepted, except yep. when people actually choose to, and they just don't share anything about it. And so people think that like everyone's just fucked, but that's not true. And and we have a fear <laughs> of honesty as well. Yeah. And I think it can also be summed down to again, like facing oneself, but. I've always been of the opinion that if I ever have a problem with someone, or if I ever dislike someone for something, yes, I might go and talk to someone else about my frustrations and my dislike, but if that person comes up to me and asks me what's up, I've never been able to lie to them and say no. I've never been able to do that because I think it's so dishonest. Because no matter how much they might judge me for it, no matter how much they may hate me for it, I think they deserve the no. And it's important to speak the truth. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe what I'm saying then is not right. You know, maybe maybe I am wrong. And sometimes mm-hmm. I do realize and I and I will go back and apologize if I ever feel as though I've overstepped or if I've made a mistake. Mm. But that isn't to say that I've like this has happened recently, but it's like people also have a fear of like, you know, judgment being the most negative thing. It's like, Mm. just because I'm judging you and just because I don't like the life decisions that you've made doesn't mean much to you. You still get to choose what you do. It's just me, one tiny little person just doesn't agree with what you've done. And this has happened recently where, Mm. um, you know, I've went to a bunch of friends and I said I was disappointed in the life choices that they've made. Um, Mm -hmm. And to me, that's fine because... Especially since they're they're good friends of mine, I didn't see it in myself to you know judge them and have mm. these kind of be disappointed in them. I was disappointed in them, like you know, I was disappointed that they were kind of throwing away who they were and they were becoming something else, which I feel like was wasting away their potential as a human being and an mm. individual. And I knew for a fact that I was going to talk to other people about it because, you know, it broke my heart. It was heartbreaking. And so instead of only doing that, I felt like they deserved the truth, even though I felt like that was going to end up with, you know, friendships being broken. I valued honesty more. So I went up to them Mm -hmm. and I told them that I was disappointed. And it, it immediately turned into an argument. It was like, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Like, how dare you judge me? But it is, it's funny that they bring up the fact that like I judge them because everyone judges everyone. They perceived it that way. Yeah, but also everyone judges everyone. You know, everyone has a judgment and an opinion and places where they, you know, do not agree with someone. And I think it's more important that we actually speak that and we word that than keep it in because... As much as certain negatives have come out of me doing that, and negative being, oh yeah, friendship ended, too bad. Like, uh, that's to an extent, yes, negative. It's a friendship lost, but I, 
honesty is more valuable to me, so positive. Um, but a lot of like what we perceive it has, as positives have come out as well because I've not been scared to communicate when I've had a problem. And I've just walked up to the person, especially if they're a dear friend, I, I have said, you know, hey, what's up? You know, I didn't like that you did that. Can we talk about it? And we have ended up fixing stuff, mm. you know, and this has happened a lot. So I think, mm-hmm. and again, this is just coming from one teeny person in the entire world and uh, and mm. universe with aliens and spiritual hum- beings, you know, going around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, this is just coming from me, but I feel like we need to be more honest. We need to be more forthcoming because I've seen a lot of friendships and I've seen a lot of relationships tear itself down because of a lack of communication, as well as I've seen people who've, you know, gone down life choices that I perceive as bad and throwing away potential just because people didn't communicate their problems earlier. Hmm. Yeah. I think that, like, one of the other reasons why relationships can quote up. Sorry, up or, you cut out. Can you repeat that just so, for the podcast? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the like one of the reasons why like I think relationships and like situations might quote unquote blow up or end is because. I think that like truth is relative and so mm-hmm. I think that like it is completely okay for people to disagree and yeah. the only reason why people might judge each other is because of like a disagreement like I don't know you can't speak your truth or whatever and worrying about what other people might think again and I think that it would be so much more harmonious for our society to run on like there being like an agreeance of there being multiple truths and multiple mm-hmm. uh, multiple opinions and beliefs and it being okay for people to be to differentiate like what like themselves to others in the way of being able to be individual um that would be amazing and in many ways it is but like it would be like amazing, now. but I think in a way it's also mm. impossible, sadly. Yeah. Yes, it is. And even, like, beyond the entire fact of, like, oh, yeah, there's desires, there's jealousy, there, there are emotions. Even beyond that, just how our brain works. I read this, like, book on brains a while ago and, like, psychology nerd in a way. But um, <laughs> our brain loves classing things. Right, because yeah. it really cannot store that much of information. Like, um, I think I'm pretty sure this is a confirmed fact, but your brain only stores the most important information, right? And that's a very small amount. Every single other uh, information comes from people around you. Um, so when an event happens and someone disagrees with you that subject in your brain is classed down to an extent and in that extent it has an emotion attached to it it says i agree with this fact i agree with what i did or i disagree with what i did so if you agree with what you did you're more confident about it you're more happy about it if you disagree with it you're sad about it and you don't want to talk about it um Mm -hmm. so when someone comes and disagrees 
with something that you believe in, even beyond the psychological, you know, impact of what that does to you, brain-wise, your brain goes, no, 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 no. If we experience and thicken this, this plot, is what I believe. yeah. If we if if we <laughs> thicken this plot, I'm not going to be able to store it. So <laughs> then it goes. This is what I believe. Yeah, we need to find a way to counteract <laughs> okay. it. So it goes. I either have to agree yeah. or I have to disagree with it. I want to agree with it because it's what I believe in. So then it reinforces all these countermeasures that go. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're an idiot. Um, but if you actually get convinced, then your brain goes, I disagree. And if you look back at what you argued upon, right, two years ago, and if you end up disagreeing, you're m- more likely to forget what you actually originally thought. You will remember mm-hmm. what you agreed upon. Because that's just as much information that your brain can store. Oh, sure. So, like, you know, people talk about utopias, but I think we overestimate um, our presence currently, anyways. I think mm. I think we can come to a point where we can get out of that and, you know, we can improve, we can adapt. The entire thing is that, you know, we adapt, you know, the strongest survive. Our, our literally body, our genetics is, you know, programmed to adapt. Um, and I think yeah. it's possible, but just not right now. So I'm yeah. not saying let's just give up. It's never going to happen. I'm mm. just saying we, instead of saying we have to do it, we have to start looking at how to get there because mm. at this stage we can't do it as, as perfect as it would be we kind of have to take little baby steps towards it. I completely agree. I think that like we can like um imagine how things would be if like in a utopian stuff um but like that would be a bit like wrong to do if we aren't accepting and like just like um okay with how things actually are right now and like all the differences and all the things that need to be worked through in order to get to that place first if like and we can't really be attached to having a perfect society either when it is always changing and growing and evolving Mm -hmm. did you cut out again or did i cut out no okay (laughs) oh you just went silent sorry discord has this like little bit to it where it just will cut off once you say something and will instead of the audio slowly fading It'll just go, all right, and it sounds like you cut out. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. is this the moment where I no talk? Is she gonna say something else? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've been, like we've been talking and talking. I hope people are enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, we'll have a gun to your head. How dare you disagree with us? I don't know who you are. But I will find you, and I will kill you. God, you should do your intro as, like, a Batman voice. That would be so cool. <laughs> Hello, people. Welcome to the People Bobble Podcast. <laughs> Today, as hosts, yeah. we have Bora and Josie. And we're going to be discussing <laughs> fuck all. I don't think anyone has ever done that, so you should do it. <laughs> Be the one to do it. 
it's, it's a new voice every week. <laughs> every episode is oh, a, wow. it's a new voice. Oh, I, op- opens up his bane. Yes, people! Today, we're gonna be discussing... And then, yeah, it just keeps going. Yes. Yeah. Very unique. <laughs> and, and not then, at the same time. And then I'm gonna run out of voices, I'm gonna move on to accents, but then I'm not gonna be bothered, so then I'm gonna go, Josie, now you open up, and we just have like a four minute instrumental in the beginning of every single oh episode. God. Yeah, a song. Break into <laughs> song. It's like people just tune into podcasts and it's like the first 10 minutes of just music. So like, do people talk yeah. in this? Just elevator music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the waiting room to the podcast. Today's episode is based on dun 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 <laughs> For like 10 minutes. <laughs> An entire hour. Oh wow. Torture. Alright. Alright, now it's your turn to ask him a question. Okay, okay. What do you um, have for me, Josie? Well, hmm. Um, hmm, well, I... We're, we're going to go from, like, spiritual talks to, and, like, you know, ph- philosophical talks to... So, when was the last time you went to a summer vacation? <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, that would be horrid. It's <laughs> <laughs> the mood drop. Okay, um, hmm. What... Okay, I need to... Here are my questions. Okay. Um, what has been your greatest creation so far in your whole life? Oh, um, man, does this go for just like music, voice acting, acting and everything like that? Or just overall my life? I am so proud of what I've done with my life. (laughs) Like, cool. It sounds cringe and very short, and I feel like most people were expecting, yes, in the summer of 2014, I created this song that was really <laughs> beautiful and people loved it. And I, like, I can't sum it down to one event, and one event only, and now I'm going to the egotastical aspect of things where I'm like, uh, everything I've done, I've, <laughs> I've loved. I am so talented. No, um... <laughs> It's that, like, even the things I failed at, they eventually resulted in something better, and it, they helped me do something that I'm proud of. Like, you know, even mm-hmm. failures, you know, were a positive because they, you know, ended up with something. And so all I can say is I'm very, very happy with what I've done with my life. I'm very happy with the fact that I've chased whatever I felt like chasing at that point uh whether that be a lot of acting whether that be voice acting whether that be music whether that be gaming which has been the most consistent thing in my life whether that be you know school whether that be social life you know I actually put a lot of effort to find my social footing um so yeah I think my proudest achievement so far has been my life and what i've done with it you know and that isn't to say i have regrets um i have minimal Mm. regrets like i have like one or two (laughs) regrets and regrets with things that i consider where i've done something or something has happened and that thing has not panned out to be something positive or hasn't helped me um Mm -hmm. 
you know, some people can say, some, you know, optimists can say, but even those regrets, you know, panned out to basically turn out to be something that is like, you know, positive and get, got you to avoid that regret, but not really, because now I'm making it sound all that epic, but like, regrets are very small events that have happened that have socially just kind of embarrassed me, and that's a regret, and that isn't oh, yeah. panned out to something. You know, like, um, <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but those things, okay. those awkward things haven't really panned out to be something successful in my life. That's okay. <laughs> we no. all have our moments. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, sadly, I've had a few, but. <laughs> yeah, I would call, that's what I call, like, power moments. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if you, like, know about, like, tarot cards or anything, I but do. there's this... Oh, I, yes, of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm very 50-50 about tarot cards. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, and, the... And not in the believability aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. Not like most people do. I'm very interested in Reiki. I don't know if you know Reiki, yeah. I would assume. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I have a very strong gut and... I'm basically an empath. I just know what people feel oh, yeah. around me. Like, I just know. I don't even know how. I just know. Psychic abilities, people. Here uh, they are. And people just quit off of this podcast. Um, oh, my God. But, no, don't go. Spiritual people stay. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I'm going to be looking at the statistics, and it's just like an hour, like, top, and it just drops to zero. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, Unt until we start talking tarot about tarot cards. cards and everything but yeah. um but that last... was just relating to what you were saying um yeah. sorry like um the tower card in the tarot deck is all about sudden upheaval and yeah. just like it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be bad but it's just like everything just falls apart the tower yeah. falls and we not many people like some people wouldn't call their moments of regret or like just discomfort tower moments but when everything falls apart it falls apart to come back together yeah. again with the more and solid foundation yeah. exactly and so that's why these experiences that we have of like regrets or like negativity are so powerful and meaningful in a way because they rebuild us again yeah everything somehow works out in the end Everything works out. Do I don't know mean, how, but it just... Reassure you. It just does. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't understand. Like, that's, like, because one of life's great mysteries. How do things work out? ...of the earth and the magical energies of light workers and healers and beautiful people. But, yeah. Last time I was around the tarot card was when we were having like a Newtown festival at my school. I just exposed yeah. where I live. I do not care. Um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe if I said Newtown, everyone was like, ah, but <laughs> now you yeah. know. You can get my signature. It's okay. Huh. You definitely Newtown want my signature. You know, come down to Newtown. And... Um, you almost came down to her school. That's something. You, you auditioned. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, but if I hadn't have, like, if I had have gone there, I n everything would be different. It would. The wheels of fate would be, like, turning me in a completely yes. different direction. You never know. It's <laughs> alternate history. But yeah, last exactly. time I was, you know, near tarot cards was Newtown Festival, and my friend just pulled out her own desk, 
sat down, tarot cards, and I was just hanging with my group. I went to her because she was there. The second the tarot cards came out, there was such a huge change in influx of energy mm. that I like couldn't stand. I had oh to goodness. sit. My hairs were just up everywhere. And my just stomach, my gut was just crumbling. There was so much negativity attached to those wow. tarot cards that I was like, fuck. And I immediately had to get away. Like, I could only bear, like, Ooh. ten minutes of it. Maybe she didn't clear them or cleanse but this usually happens whenever I'm near a tarot card um, or, like, hmm. people who are, you know, interested in energy and everything. Like, it just happens, but those tarot cards were just, like, whenever I'm near a tarot card, I'm just, like, ugh, but I've never been so just <laughs> evoked in that sense that, I like, I came to a point where I felt like I was either going to pass out or I was going to vomit. So I like I literally just mm. physically removed myself and went somewhere else. That turned out to be a great decision because I went to the P, um, our PDHP teachers. I love them. They call me the PDHP simp, my favorite subject. <laughs> All the PDHP uh, teachers were having like a stand where you threw uh, water balls at them. So mm. I got everyone to throw um, water balls at one of my favorite teachers, Mr. Kershaw, and he hated me for it. Just he, he was like. I want you to remove yourself from a two-kilometer distance from the stand. Um, but oh yeah, my God. It, it was a pretty fun day, and I and um, they ended. I ended up getting um, on that stand, and people threw water balloons at me. At least they tried. Um, hmm. But yeah, no, <laughs> the head teacher was like, uh, I got on, and people immediately just like a few people came around. They're like, I want to throw it at him, um, and the head teacher just sits there and goes. Boris winning us money. <laughs> so yeah, that was wow. that turned out to be a good decision. That was a fun day, but yeah. Well, that's interesting because sometimes, like, um, that we have like a lot of spiritual tools, including tarot, and um, they can have like a very strong influence on us energetically. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like with Reiki, like to be able to feel it, your body needs to release everything that like doesn't um, like is holding it back for yeah. it to actually accept the Reiki healing energies and sometimes like people put like I don't know if you would call them spells but just like prayers or like certain affirmations onto their tarot cards so like if you had like a strong feel uncomfortable feeling when around tarot cards it could be like your body just reacting in a certain way to yeah. bring to the surface certain things you know which is very i find very interesting all right the spiritual bit is over people you can come back yeah please come back um but we are not ashamed of spirituality here no, so we're not we're not yeah <laughs> i'm not as spiritual as you but you know i've had a few experiences okay. um <laughs> All right, so let's let's check my list. Um, How long have we been going for? It's been an hour and seven minutes and thirty seconds. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I think we can end no, it off not. in the an hour and a half, or we cannot. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can keep this going forever. Ten-hour podcast. Enjoy, people. 
Oh. <laughs> Let's put on all nighter, Josie. Twelve hours. Oh my gosh. Okay, not ready. I'm not ready. I need to prepare. I need to get my spiritual tools and just cleanse myself for this. Best equivalent of saying, I need my holy Bible before I go to bed. Oh. <laughs> I need my spiritual tools to sustain me through this. Oh. <laughs> I'm not ready. I need myself. I need my high self to come down and say, bitch, you're ready. I need to read section 12 of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. The Holy Lord, the Spirit, the Father. I don't know how it goes. The universe, uh, the divine. <laughs> All right, for the rest of the podcast, that's how we talk. So, the Josie, universe, tell divine. us. I have a blue Yeti so I can ASMR. You know, I can get louder. I have a Blue Yeti. It's a microphone. What's a, it's the, oh, you have a Blue Yeti? That's why it sounds yep. so good quality. <laughs> <laughs> the designated ASMR microphone. Oh, yeah. Guys, if you want to check out my um, <laughs> ASMR <laughs> channel, click the link. Plug ASMR. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it does exist. Look it up. Josie, no. Don't yes. expose me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> So I have one question that has been answered, so I'm just going to skip that. Um, okay. But, alright. Let's let's go away from spiritual. Let's go on for future. Um, do you have some sort of bucket list of things you want to do? If so, what are some of them? Ooh, that's such a good question. Collect um, my uh, spiritual ga- uh, bearings is one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, okay. Ooh. I have not made a bucket list, but I really, really, really want to go on a, like, world tour, touring, like, an album or something mm. with, like, a crew and also with you to start. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, all, like, being, like, um, a supporting act for someone would be so cool. Just mixing my traveling and my music would be amazing and to reach different audiences as a musician um and also meeting more um light workers around the world sorry had to do it had to do it um, <laughs> <laughs> um like just more people that are like have like similar beliefs or like different experiences to me that like I can have lots of interesting conversations with. I, ha- I wanna like meet so many new people and have new experiences that maybe even I couldn't even dream up. Like, you know, like just mm-hmm. uh, create like experiences that just bring so much growth and transformation. Um, and also I definitely want to learn multiple languages and that is something that I'm probably gonna be starting very soon because i'm planning on going to university overseas Ooh. to fulfill this dream don't leave um, me <laughs> we can we can still do the podcast that's, <laughs> that's all our friendship is based upon the second this podcast is over we're not gonna talk until the next podcast <laughs> meeting comes up yeah, possibly true <laughs> um um but yeah like just and also just continuing on my healing journey bringing up like everything that's holding me back that 
any beliefs that are preventing me from like living a life that makes a difference in this world and creating the change that I want to see, especially with like um, Black Lives Matter, learning so much mm -hmm. more about it than I have and like being able to feel free to share my voice no matter what other people say. Yeah, those are my biggest bucket list things. Hell yeah. What about you? Oh, dear. Um, to an extent, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. Like, the only thing that I know is that, like, I want to take a gap year. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, I want to go to uni, and I want to study... Um, teaching, whether that be kindergarten teaching or PDHP teaching. Oh, wow. Um, That's And I want to go down to Canada once more and visit everyone there. But those are the things that I kind of really have. And I think the reason that I'm not really forcing myself to make that many plans is because... And this is a quote from I Am Pilgrim. A book... One of the very limited, very few books that I've read... Right, I don't read a lot of books. I'm sorry, I know you love books, but um, well, I've read too. <laughs> <laughs> the same way I consume a lot of games. Um, I've I don't know. I think I've been more interested in visual and kind of you know that gaming aspect of storytelling rather than books, because I find something very, like at least for me, very um, immersive in movies, good movies and good games especially since that's like oh, the yeah, industry that I love, life. you know, just sitting there and getting to control this character, you know, going around and taking those actions that they're ma technically making. Um, so games, yeah, I kind of, that I find it more immersive, but I read this book called I Am Pilgrim and it was a birthday present from my friend Sasha. And I'm actually doing it, I'm using it for my English essay this uh, term. So, you know, wow. good, good things come out, but... Yeah. There's this quote in it. It's called, I have it in front of me. Like people say, if you want to make God laugh, tell him you've got plans. Um, <laughs> because you can't control what happens. No, you can't. <laughs> it's so just out of control, you know. Um, and that is the pleasure of detachment. Yeah. I recently tried to make plans about something like four weeks ago. And this wasn't like a social thing. I was just planning out what to do. Um, and I was just walking through my friend, through this plan that I had made. Um, and then something happens, that plan gets cancelled. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll change my plan and I'll do this. Something else happens, I can't do that. So then the plans keep changing. So I feel like you can never really make plans properly, especially if they concern other people or, you know, certain mm -hmm. events like, you know, your uh, economic standing, you know a plan that I had made was get a motorbike when I, when I could, you know, when I was 16 and I could get my license. I I have nowhere near the amount of money to be able to get a motorbike. Um, so that's delayed until I have the money. Oh, yeah. One of the major things in my, on my bucket list. Motorbike. Um, Ooh, epic. But I think small scale um, things that I've been planning... Um, these are things I can do in my gap. I definitely want to do another charity stream. I recently did a charity stream and I raised hundred and three dollars oh, yeah. to donate to Camp Quality. That. Yeah, that was that was a proud achievement. Um, 
successfully transitioned to ODJ Productions, I think I am going to leave Daddy Jesus behind and transition to ODJ Productions instead. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Daddy Jesus. Yeah, Daddy Jesus wasn't my first YouTube channel. Um, truth be told, yeah. I had one when I was in year four. Year four? <laughs> no, I had one when I was in year five. I opened it at the end of year five and it went until, like, year seven. Um, it's in Turkish, so I have... I don't care if you find it, you know, if anyone here finds it. None of you are going to understand what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was my first experience, and then I got into Daddy Jesus. The reason, the main reason I opened it was because I, w I was thinking of auditioning for this uh, game clan. Mm. And so I was abroad in Turkey, so I was like, I can just edit all of my clips together, and I can send it to them, it would be easy. But then I decided Ooh. not to audition for them, and then I was like, you know, Gaming to me is sharing, like I've said before, mm. so why not continue this? But I think over time it is kind of because it's an experiment. Like I try to experiment with as much as I could. I feel like it's kind of become kind of mumbo jumbo. Everything is just kind of disordered and out of place. Um, and also, to an extent, I feel like the name Daddy Jesus is holding me back because it's bad publicity. Every single financial person that I've ever talked to or, you know, people who do advertising, they're, they're like, oh, you do YouTube, you know? What's your name? Oh, I'll wow. be like, Daddy Jesus. They'll be like, hmm, that's hmm. not really good publicity, let me tell you. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, it, it, it started as a meme because that's what I was known for, but... I feel like yeah, to an extent. Yeah, I never got to meet you with your long hair. <laughs> you but such... the thing is, it, like, yeah. the meme didn't even start because of that. I was known as Daddy oh, Jesus really? as I was growing my hair. You know, yeah. the name Daddy Jesus came out because um, when I was playing Paladins, it's a game. There was this character called Zin, and I was playing it, and so basically, there was a part where the game bugged, and he just t-posed and he started flying. So I named myself Hazretizin, and Hazreti in Muslim is basically the equivalent of Jesus, right? So I was mm. Jesus in. And then my friends, when I first moved to Australia, they started calling me Daddy Grohl because I love Dave Grohl. Um, so mm. then my Steam name changed to Daddy Grohl, and a few people got to know me as that. And then at one point I was thinking, I'm done with the name Daddy Grohl. What can I find? And I went, Daddy Jesus. You know, Daddy Jesus. Jesus. So that kind of became a meme. And a lot of people got to know me as Daddy Jesus. But I think the influx has stopped. And I think mm -hmm. it is turning a lot of people off as well. It's like, hmm, content. M m maybe mm. good, maybe bad content. Like, I'm not saying that the name is... The, the name is my only problem no but it's you know like when certain a lot of people when they turn you know tune in on twitch trying to find a stream or you know youtube they're like hmm would i rather check the, the you know fucking whatever name you know ninja or even small scale streamers like you know feels Bandman. i love that legend um, I love Phil's Bandman, by the way. Go check his Twitch out. Or, like, Arcrael, and I'm just calling out all my favorite streamers. Like, would I rather check out those streamers or someone named Daddy Jesus? Like, hmm? Like, it seems funny, but not everyone gets that. So I was like, yeah. maybe transitioning to ODG Productions can be a good idea. Um, yeah. Transformation. Yeah, and you, you're going through something very similar with that as well. 
Yeah. Um, well, I used to want to, like, wait, pardon? <laughs> You're not really abandoning your name. That's what I wanted to say. Like, I'm abandoning the oh, whole Daddy yeah. Jesus brand. Josie's not changing changing her name. It's her name. Josie yeah. Baker. Oh, Josie yeah. I, I, Baker. I thought you no. said... You're going through something like that as well. Yeah, yeah, no. I didn't mean in the sense that you're changing your name. Uh, I feel like the name Josie Baker is cha uh, holding me back, so I'm gonna change my name to Excalibur Forty Seven. That's gonna get me the audience. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> please that would don't. Be you. Very interesting. No. You know, I know a lot of like musicians that just go by the like first name and oh. i contemplated about doing that for a while because <laughs> it's like like i don't know no strings attached this is just my name i thought you um, were gonna say i know a lot of excaliburns <laughs> i was like that what? explains why they're why it's excalibur 47 there's 46 oh, yeah. more of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um i think that my name is pretty uh, possibly individual so yeah. i shall be keeping it as a musician <laughs> just to make a formal statement for everybody that cares but yeah, <laughs> I, I meant it in the sense that you're kind of going through a transformation where you're just kind of changing it up and going to a different platform oh yes 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 exactly exactly um because i used to want to be a youtube girl but then i was like uh uh nah so now i'm just like instagram and like really i'm releasing i'm plugging myself if you don't mind yeah um, to go for it <laughs> I just plugged myself. <laughs> no one noticed, really but... Yeah. I'm releasing a new song, like, that's coming... Like, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but... Probably tonight, it... I would assume. Oh, tonight. Okay, well, it's coming out November 10th, everybody. So... Four days yeah, from I'm now. Four days from... Making my way onto... Pardon? It's four days from now, that's all I was saying. Four days. Yeah. yeah. November. And... I'm making my way onto iTunes and Spotify and TikTok as well. So you can make a TikTok out of my song, which I don't know if anyone would ever do, but it, the option is there. My just physical posture just went from, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> just went from... <laughs> just... It wasn't even like conscious. It just went from like, yeah, she's really whoa. Yeah, and no, I've I've had my musically days, but I... oh my god, yeah, musically days. <laughs> I still have some of my musicallys on my phone, and they I literally made musicallys in my uniform for everybody to see, <laughs> and it was so unsafe because this... like these days, <laughs> this random dude yeah, shows up. Really Judy Baker. Everybody, I've seen you musically. <laughs> like, I've seen you musically. Come with me. Oh my God. I, I'm doing Batman. That's not even creepy, man. It's like, hello, Josie. I love your musicallys. Oh my God. Come to this white van. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Is this a Russian mafia? Yeah. You're going to the story of how you met the Russian mafia because you had your school uniform and your TikToks, oh your musicallys. What what an adventure that would be <laughs> if I had ever seen. Hello, Josie. We come to collect you for the Bratva. <laughs> come oh with us. <laughs> wow, that would have taken a dark turn and I would have never even like gotten to release a song. So, you know what? 
That is an alternate reality. <laughs> you you would have released songs. It with. would have just been Russian. Oh, yeah. I can see you as being Russian. I'm so <laughs> That sounds like a negative thing. <laughs> well, I'm kind of like Dutch, so... I can see you as being Russian. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm... Yeah. But I'm not. So, you know... Disappointing. Disappointing. You know, I learned Russian for three years. You've been Russian for three years. No, no I've been... <laughs> I moved to Australia and people were like, I identify as, you know, helicopter, whatever I want, which is very new to me, right? You know, that's not something in Turkey. So the the entire concept was new. So I said, I I, I identify as a Russian Bratva, you know, oh. why not? And I just walked around with a Russian accent and with guns and wife beaters for three years around Newtown and went, yes, I collect the bread and the vodka. At 10 o'clock uh, but then um, yeah. I went through a process of self-recovery and spirituality and now I'm fine <laughs> I am yeah. no longer Russian <laughs> I've cleansed <Yeah>. that <laughs> I've that's, hidden all the tattoos that's really that's a really interesting experience. I am stereotyping so bad like our Russian, our Russian audience is gonna be zero percent. <laughs> oh my! Well, no, you know what? We're attracting so many. It's representation. We're representing you. Next up, we're representing Americans. <laughs> I'm oh, fat. No. Done. <laughs> I did it this episode. We don't need. We can come up with something next episode. Yes, we can. Or Absolutely. maybe we can just not because. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be good in the long run. Yeah. Oh yeah, going back to the entire Daddy Jesus thing. Um, mm. So overall, the entire podcast name of Bible Bobble was kind of Josie's idea, and the way yeah. she wrote that was Bible Bobble. No, it was Bible Bobble. Yeah, I yeah, that's that's how I read it. That's how I was like Bible Bobble, but I was like, <laughs> it's Bible Bobble. Uh, Bible bubble. <laughs> I was like, some people may read that as Bible bubble, and as someone oh, yeah. who's had experience with the name Daddy Jesus, I don't think. Oh yeah. Um, Bible bubble was the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Not another. Routine. I mean, we. I mean, we could have been the entire podcast could have just been readings of the Bible. <laughs> it's like we just read a paragraph each. And that's, a, that's the podcast. Huh. Wow, that would be very interesting, in a way. <laughs> in a very screwed way, it would be very interesting. Very it's like those memes yeah. of uh, when you fall asleep watching YouTube. It's like, it's like you go from watching oh, yeah. like horror movie clips, and then you end up in just us reading Bible verses. Just a paragraph <laughs> each. Just back and forth, and it's like 4am, you just wake up and you're like, The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I can put this on YouTube as well now that I think about it hmm. I can, I can yeah. create a Beeble Bobble YouTube channel <laughs> yeah we could and it would be like amazing I want to take everyone on the YouTube team community would access it as well yeah I mean, I feel like they use Spotify or, you know, 
I what is it called now iTunes yeah iTunes and a lot of people use that so they can access it there um they can access. yeah let me check how like where actually I don't know where anchor distributes but it distributes it to a lot of places like a lot of people places um but yeah I can also put it on YouTube because the way I'm recording it is OBS and I'm really I'm not recording my screen so that means it's just a black screen mm. and maybe I can just put it into Premiere Pro and I can just paste the Beeble Bobble um, cover art onto it and then that can be it really but yeah I, I want to take full sorry um, I want to take full recognition for that I designed the cover art I'm I'm oh, quirky yeah. and artistic like that. It's yeah, nothing that special, and I feel like all the designers are just cringing at it. I'm like, <clears throat> that's one millimeter off it's just where the it could beginning. be. But, it's um, just yeah, it's just the beginning. It will change. <laughs> you know, it will, it will change into Bible bubble in no time. Don't worry about it. Representation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Representation. Ah, so important. But also sometimes taken so out of context. Should I bring this issue up? I feel like it's kind of becoming an issue. Like, the whole process mm. of trying to, you know, represent, like, you know, people and identities and gender and sexuality and races. I, I think it's important. I most definitely think it's an important thing. But I think the whole, especially Hollywood, has like obsessed so much over it that instead of representing them in a positive way they're actually turning people off of it because this is just my view but it's like shows mm. where it's based like most gay characters on media now they are so bland right i mm. don't like sexuality is something that is just a thing, right? You're just gay, and it's wonderful, you know? You, like, love is love, no matter who you love, Absolutely. you know? But that shouldn't become a characteristic. A character can be gay, but I something think... Something you character with? Yeah, something you identify with. But characters should be much more than that, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, like, really. Because I feel yeah. like it just kind of turns, like, it at creates, least me. It turns it me off. Stereotypes. Yeah, like, and having like a character that is like identified like just and labeled just by their sexuality is so like it's just so not open you know and it's so narrow-minded and just just conforming i think yeah and it's just like um and some people look i'm happy that you know some people take pride in this they are like overrepresented but in my opinion, really, like, is that the best way to be represented? Like, only such a small aspect, like who you love, is being represented. None of your characteristics, you know, none of what makes you you beyond who you like, you know, you know, your hobbies, your interests, your values, none of that is being represented. Yeah, I think it's also important to have a balance. And I think Yes, most definitely. A lot of people, like, a lot of shows have, like, characters like that is because um, people with different sexual orientations have not been represented well in our society, which 
is very important to yeah. have in our like media these days but of course with our society it can become like disproportion dis- disproportionate um and unbalanced quite easily to form something that is stereotypical and not well represented so yeah it's like there's 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 a scale there's yeah. a definite scale in what should and shouldn't be done on the media I, I think it can be just summed down to i don't think characters should be females or males like not males but like characters shouldn't be females or you know bisexual or gay or whatever you know whatever comes down the list or like black for the sake of being mm. that for the sake of being representative so that you know the production team can go or like the pr can go oh yeah we have that you know i think it should be more characteristic because like when i've brought this issue up before people this just goes back to the entire thing of oh yes the brain can only comprehend so much that it just falls back to you're an idiot you're wrong but um i've Mm. brought this issue up before and i've been called a sexist but the thing is i've one of my favorite characters ever created in gaming is ellie from the last of us and she's both Mm. a female and a lesbian character and you know i've mm-hmm. i've grown up with alien movies and the main lead of those movies is ripley you know um and mm-hmm. elena from uncharted you know i've i've actually observed so many wonderful female and str- strong characters and even like you know lesbian characters in ellie's case and they have set mm-hmm. the bar for me so i'm not saying characters shouldn't be gay or female or whatever I'm just saying they should be as human as them because in you know mm. the last of us one right Ellie's gen like sexuality is not brought up not even for a second right it's only brought up in a DLC mm. where she just kisses her best friend right that's when we knew she was lesbian but other than that it's like um she's a very strong and interesting character on her own and one of my biggest fears in The Last of Us Part 2, and it wasn't even that big because the writing team is so good at this that I knew it was going to be good, but, like, I just had a teeny bit of fear in the back of my head that, you know, they were really going to focus on Ellie being lesbian. Mm. But I think they handled that so well and so human. It's like I saw no difference in Dee's relationship with Ellie than I would in a normal relationship, in, like, a straight relationship. And that's what, you know, it really is. You know, it's, like, in... Mm, Ironically, in the, you know, chase of representation, they just represent those people wrong, and then they create stereotypes, so then you see a lot of people hearing... you, You hear a lot of people going, oh, yeah, gay people just like men, you know, like, just that, you know? Or it it just kind of yeah. takes it away from gay people. I've seen people who walk up to gay people and go, you know, you just like men, and just like that's the that's all there is to a human being, and especially since I grew up in Turkey yeah. and being gay. Especially or... as well, since like gender is a social construct, yeah. um, and I sexuality probably is as well considered to an extent. Not really. Like, biologically, there's significant differences, like, psychologically and everything and that. And I think, look, but then I also have a view where it shouldn't be taken to certain extents because 
there are a few extreme cases, and I'm not saying this is everyone, but I'm just pointing this extreme case out. It's very strengthening that you, you know, whoever, like if you're watching or like people to identify themselves as a different gender, I'm in complete support of that. Mm. But I think you also have to acknowledge your biological gender as well, because it's really important. Because I've heard of cases or I've seen cases where people have gone to the doctors, right? And so in a medical treatment, in a medical aspect, it's not what you identify as that matters as much as what your biology, you know, identifies as because the treatment changes. Yeah. Because what your body can withstand changes. Same goes with sports. Like, our muscles are different. Our skeleton is different. How we built is different. We're just built different. And I'm all for you identifying as that, but I think we also have to kind of understand the entire biology bit because it's important and it's for your health you know yeah i can see that i think that those things though um gender identity and like bio biology are kind of um they are interconnected in some way but um it doesn't always have to be made public on like what a person's like uh, quote-unquote original yeah. gender would be because like you can identify as an agenda as like a gender of your choice um and also have like choose the medical treatments that you need knowing all the like things that you know to be able to get proper medical treatment and it doesn't necessarily mean I don't think that you have to like let like everybody know apart from the doctor or, or like whatever the situation is mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I just think I I just want people to stay healthy like no matter who you are I just like it can yeah. make doctors lives really hard as well because like they just want what's best for you as well they're not trying to offend you they just want to figure out the best course of action for your body and you know doing pdhp it's like i've heard people because i was sitting in this uts speech and the military came on because they're everywhere even though it has nothing to do with them the military is always there for some reason but yeah they showed like a training program between males and females and males did more push-ups and stuff right and i knew it was coming someone you know raised their hands and went you know why is there a difference between male and female like you know like why can't women like, why aren't women doing as much as them as well? And, like, as someone who does PDHP, the answer is pretty simple. Our muscle length is different. What our muscles can handle, like, we're literally built different. And usually, mostly, women are more flexible than men, while men are able to, you know, do more strength-related or endurance-related um, sports and muscle work more. So that's why they can do, you know, 35 to, like, they can do 35 to 40 while women, you know, basically are su suggested to do, um, you know, 30 to 35 within that training program because it's just what your body can handle and you can't change your biology. Not yet anyways, but you can't alter your biology to that extent as much and it's really kind of unhealthy. But yeah. 
Um, just stay safe, everybody. That's all. Yeah, we're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a dilemma. Um, but yeah, I think just, we. I guess at this point it depends on each individual situation. Yeah, yeah it does. Considering that everybody has like belief, opinions about these certain topics, so. Yeah. All right, I think we can finish it there. We've gone an hour and forty minutes. Um, we've really gone. Yeah. We've. We, this was a whole journey. It was. Whoever stayed for the full thing, I congratulate you. <laughs> like, this has been really interesting, and I hope everybody finds it interesting too. <laughs> Honestly, this is what I hoped it would be because, like. The whole point in me contacting was that, so it wasn't me just sitting on my own going, oh yeah, this is what I did, and then I did, but more like a discussion, like an yeah. elaboration, like a conversation. Um, but yeah. Um, this th- is the outro time. This was the Beeble Bubble Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe, and don't forget to follow, and don't forget to come by, and don't forget to check Josie Baker on YouTube. And wherever she streams out, because I forgot the streaming platform. And you can find me Spotify. everywhere, and even TikTok. Have, just, just to like um, respectfully um, correct, my name is pronounced <laughs> Josie Backer, everybody. Josie Backer. Because it's Dutch and it's yeah, Backer. Okay. It translates to Baker. I don't, that's unnecessary, but yeah. <laughs> I am sorry. I don't know. Okay. okay, you translate. Okay, I want you to say my surname. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I want you to attempt. All right. Wait. I'm gonna. I'm gonna type it to you. Oh no. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. All right. You know there you go. Attempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're gonna. Okay. You know what? Okay. Celebi. <laughs> Close. Close, but I'm going to respectfully correct you. <laughs> Chelebi. <laughs> How do you say it? Chelebi? Chelebi. Ooh, that's cool. I know, I'm cool like that. Um, <laughs> Last names, you know what I'm saying? Alright, you can check Josie Bacare. Oh, wow. I feel like we I'm really bu- went there. I butchered it. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? I'm never gonna say your surname again. You can find Josie on YouTube. It's her surname. It's B A K K E R. <laughs> okay. Note that down. You can find her on YouTube. Yeah, that's pretty good. Idea. I, why'd you say that before? Why'd you put me through this entire phase? God damn it. I had to be embarrassing. This is one of the moments that I regret. It didn't pan out to anything. I got nothing out of a this. Tiny moment. I, I still cannot pronounce your surname properly. Um, <laughs> Baka. Like Baka. Baka. Uh, like Baka. Uh, but it's just Baka. Awesome. Like, with the Aussie accent. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's also made worse by the fact that I don't have an Aussie accent. And I have a oh, true. Canadian slash North American accent. So I have to pronounce the R's. Alright, we're moving on. I'm embarrassing myself further... <laughs> Each second. Uh, <laughs> Alright, you can check her out on YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, even TikTok. Oh my god. Right? She has a yeah. deal for you. Sadly, um, I should have gone first. I set the bar too low with TikTok. You can't check me out on TikTok, but... Oh my gosh. You can check me out on Daddy Jesus on YouTube. Um, 
but I'm kind of transitioning to ODJ Productions, so I would suggest checking that out. You can check me out on YouTube and Twitch, um, ODJ Productions, also Instagram, where I post a bunch of game stuff, and lastly, I have my podcast of my own, which is probably going to die soon, because... I think this is much more fun than just me sitting in front of a microphone and talking on my own. So I'm not even going to plug that in. I changed my mind. There's no point in that. Um, <laughs> take it back. I take it back. That never happened. Um, so you can check me out on YouTube and Twitch on ODG Productions uh, with my friend Sasha, who is also there. She also owns half of that. But yeah, um, thanks for tuning in today. And Thank see you guys you on the guys. next one. Bye. That was very interesting. I'm going to cut it there. <laughs>